evening. This is Troy Shelby with the Rant Reloaded, and this is Timothy Fowdy with Eterne Veritatis, which is eternal truth for all you guys out there who don't know Latin. And you are currently listening to the Saturday Night Special. Uh, it is February uh, February fifth, two thousand twenty-two, and we just want to welcome you aboard to the show. So, uh, yeah. Without too much uh, pomp and circumstance, we're just going to go ahead and get right into things tonight. Oh, and this it. it first off, I want to apologize for uh, for not recording last week. We uh, I, I ran into some technical difficulties on my end as well as uh, scheduling conflicts. So it was it's one of them things that wasn't really actually a good time. Um, but beyond that, we've got a slightly loaded show this week. I would say. We are um, we are we are trying to work out the kinks to get onto a regular schedule so that we can bring you our our, our broadcast on a regular basis. Uh, <laughs> you just have to bear with us. Uh, uh, this is kind of a new show, so we're working out the kinks. Uh, I've got issues myself. Uh, had some technical issues as well as uh, health issues. So <clears throat> happens when you hit my age, but hey. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That and uh, over the last few weeks here, I've I've had uh, my unemployment situation come to a head. And just a little update for all my listeners out there, um, I, I I I got the paperwork back from their from the appeals office to find out what they're actually taking what what I'm actually taking them to court over. And oh man, I'm telling you, they they ain't got a case. They don't have a case. Like, I, I look through the whole thing, and this is something, just a little peace of mind for all you out there who have to deal with this. If you're in a construction business like I am, um, if you are if you live in, like, a state like mine, like Wisconsin, we don't have a law that actually <laughs> states you have to be willing to work, right? Well, it's it's one of them things. They're trying to say that I, that I, that I have to be willing to work, but the law and DWD code department of workforce development here um doesn't say a word about it and funny little point for you Troy I actually found out something while I was going over all the laws they're, they're actually trying to bring one thing into this that if we're actually going to a real courtroom I can throw this whole thing out on a mistrial oh nice right nice. away very nice um <laughs> funny thing is one of their one of the things that they specifically say is that I was at some point in time um, between November of year before last and April of last year. I, at some point in time, I was apparently out of the state, not not just out of the state, but I was out of the country. Really? Apparently, that's news to me. Yeah. Straight up, that is news to me because there's a section called uh, 108. 03, uh, 108.03 section AE and it's a little one line sentence that says you are ineligible for unemployment if you are out of the state of Wisconsin it's like right. Uh, when did I leave state that I didn't I wasn't aware of yeah, that, did I get affected yeah. by aliens or some crap you know yeah I think I think you'd be aware if you left the state and definitely probably aware if you left the country right and this is on the official filing uh, from the uh, um, from the office of the the adjudicator. Yeah, the sounds sounds like speech. a possible stolen ID thing, and somebody used your ID to go to go to go do some traveling. Uh huh. Uh huh. 
Yeah. So I can get this whole thing thrown out on that because it's it's one of the things they should never have filed that. Right. Yeah. So, but anyways, let's let's dive right in. Let's. Uh, and speaking of courts, you know, this is something that uh, has has been a real head scratcher. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, see, we've got we've got apparently two different courts trying to set two different presidents on something, and uh, it's going to be interesting how it pans out in the end. Uh, basically, for our listeners oh, yeah. and our viewers, what we're referring to, uh, as we brought up in our, one of our la- previous uh, broadcasts, that the Virginia, the new Virginia state governor, uh, issued an executive order that stated that schools could not that that the Department of Education could not require masks in schools. Uh, unfortunately, apparently. Uh, the Department of Education filed suit against the, the governor and a judge, which uh, I can't say for certain, but I'm pretty sure he's probably a Democrat judge, uh, ruled that the... Um, actually, it's not a he. Okay, she, but ruled that, that, ruled that, uh, that indeed the governor does not have the authority to regulate the Department of Education, Board of Education, when it comes to masking. Uh, on the other hand, we have the state of Illinois, who uh, the, uh, the the judge there uh, issued a restraining order, thus suspending masking mandates uh, in the uh, in schools K through 12 uh, in the state of Illinois. So, uh, thus giving the parents the choice of whether to mask their children or not right and that that's something that i i kind of want to go into a bit here for people who aren't completely in the know on constitutional law there is one portion of the constitution that strictly states for the record that no state shall make a law or rule of any kind that abridges or restricts the rights of american citizens Okay, it's it's pretty clean cut, straightforward what that means. Um, like the right to breathe without having to wear anything on your face. The right to communicate. <laughs> it's also with the First Amendment, you know, right. the right to express yourself. What What is it that, that you do with your face as you speak? It's called a facial expression. Right. So a facial expression cannot be restricted. And what do you do with a mask? Well, you restrict facial expressions during communication now i i will say this much the governor uh i think it's Preskers or something like that of illinois has announced that he will appeal the decision by the uh by uh judge raylan dewitt grishow uh but for right now yes all masking mandates in the state of illinois for the for public schools K through again K through 12 have essentially been suspended. So this is a story that we do intend to follow and uh, we'll let you know as it progresses. Uh, and this is a trend we're seeing across the across the country right now is parents that are finally fed up with the school systems and deciding that hey, it's time that we take back control of our children's lives. So right. I mean, well, that that's the one thing I would like to ask, though, since we do have a little bit of a time in between segments here. Um, you know, I, I 
I, I want to ask the question, and it's not necessarily to you or to anybody in general, but it's to anybody out there who wants to say leave a comment on either you know the the radio show side of things or even on the video podcast side of things. I mean, what does this look like? I mean, is this is this just political foul play here, or or is it actually policy making by a judge, judicial fiat as we call it? Or could it just be that the this judge from Virginia is just a complete dunce? And I say that with the most with the utmost respect. Because if if you can't look at the last what five hundred years of medical science and come to the understanding that people do need oxygen to live, people need the oxygen nitrogen mixture unfettered that children's lung size is not the same as adult lung size. Oh, and and let's just be honest here. The fact that the COVID-19 virus itself seems to have quite a bit smaller effect on children. They are at, they are the least vulnerable to COVID-19. The well, least, and, yeah, and this, and this is said been, by every, every expert across the board too. So no yeah, one can say this is misinformation. Yeah, this was even stated by uh, Fauci himself. Until I guess the left didn't like that he said that, so he did a one eighty on it. But in the beginning, if oh, you yeah, remember, just like the, even Fauci uh, said that uh, that children were not susceptible. Oh yeah, don't you remember? It was it was like this. Oh, you you don't need a mask. Oh no 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 no, you need a mask. Oh no, you don't need a mask. Oh no, you need three masks. Seriously? Well, yeah, and of course with his uh the guy's the most arrogant son of a bitch around, so I'm going to be glad if the uh I if... am science. Exactly. I will be very pleased if uh if the G- if the GOP takes uh, the Senate and and Congress and, and House in the midterms to where this idiot can be in, uh investigated for his involvement in the uh, in the development of this virus by the Wahoo labs. Well, I mean, I, with this whole thing, I think the, the what needs to happen with, with this uh, Dr. Fauci guy is that we need to uh, we need to convene a Nuremberg style um, trial and and uh, you know, I mean, we can't trust the European world courts. We really can't. Just can't. I'd, I'd, I'd just disregard the UN and everybody else right now. Well, because I, they ain't gonna. As I see it, and I know this isn't going to happen, but in my honest opinion, what should happen if the if Congress finds grounds against any government employee uh, that that uh, that they're able to find guilty on on the congressional level then it ought to stay, they ought the, the as a government employee they ought to face a military tribunal right i mean that's kind of what i'm saying though cuz military tribunals aren't aren't they like a, a group of admirals or generals depending on the branch sitting down at, as like tribunal judges exactly. like usually two or usually three or three or five of them i i, I don't know the exact uniform code of of military justice but I, I think that the way that's set up is usually either three or five. Exactly. Depending on the severity. Exactly. So, 
basically, it's high-ranking uh, military officials that are sitting in judgment to determine whether uh, most commonly used in in high-level uh, court-martials and whatnot. But uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it, I mean, honestly, if 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 Dr. Fauci has any kind of sway over the CDC, he does fall within the the uh, um, uniform code of of military justice because CDC is much more of a military organization than it is a private organization. Grant, well, it's a government organization, but it is not uh, classified under the Department of Defense. Well, they, they it may that not is, be classified under, but it gets the it gets DoD funding. Maybe so, but, it, but it, it does not fall under DOD jurisdiction. Uh, Department of Defense, uh, it falls under D, it may fall under DOJ, but it does not fall under DOD. And unfortunately, DOD has a uh, different level of uh, laws and, and whatnot for military personnel well, than the Department of first Justice. First off, we'd have to get this idiot. We'd have to get that idiot Merrick Garland out before anything like that can happen. Anyway, yeah. but let's 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 uh, let's war game this. Not to put a pun on it, but uh, let's war game this for a second. Say say we did somehow do it. I honestly think that this dude does need to have a military style court martial and 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 if, effective outlook for it. You know, I mean, yeah. not necessarily exactly that, but you know, definitely U.S. marshals coming up on his doorstep and uh, and. Uh, you know, putting the clapping the guy in irons and taking him into the back of the meat wagon. You know, it needs to happen uh, well, because this I think, guy is guilty of crimes against humanity. Right now. Well, on top of that, if he actually was a primary fi financer in uh, in the virus, which uh, was and it which basically has become a biological weapon that got out of hand. Uh, then, I mean, I'd, I'd assume that there could be possible charges of treason down the road. Uh, honestly, yeah. I think that if Republicans get back in office, there needs to be there there needs to be a laundry list of treason charges being listed off. Oh, I fully across agree. Across the board. I fully because agree. Because this country not only was thrown to the wolves with this coronavirus thing, but this country was sold out, strung out, and wrung out of its financial sector stuff, of its industrial sector stuff, economy, everything. Every sector of this country was attacked under the guise of coronavirus health crisis. Exactly. Well, I've been saying for some time that I think the Democrat Party is bl uh, it, it's blanket, but the Democrat Party, in my opinion, is all guilty of treason and sedition. Uh and this may get me on a watch list or whatever, but personally, I think Biden himself is guilty of treason. The fact that he sent billions of dollars in COVID aid to China, the same country that released the virus to begin with, okay, it strikes me as a treasonous act. The fact that he with that that he literally gave uh, uh, Islamic terrorism. Uh, their territories back while they're hollering death to America and has continued to fund those organizations is a straight out act of treason. So, yeah. Well, so, check this. I mean, if 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 he doesn't get a treason charge, you know, if he does not get that, 
I think at the very at the very minimum he needs to get a RICO charge. And the reason why I say that doesn't really have very much to do with Hunter Biden. I mean, it kind of does, but at the same time it doesn't. But it would be a a group lawsuit as well. And I'm gonna say it. I'll I'll, I'll uh, just this is kind of an Easter egg for a later show that I've I've extracted a what I hope is a very very heartfelt and and very very uh, um strong promise for a future broadcast doesn't have to be anytime soon of course as we both have agreed but uh funding to the imf international monetary fund and they they did it through a couple of countries and he did it through a couple of intermediaries now we like our banks won't send large amounts of money overseas without government approval specifically executive branch usually through the treasury office which answers directly to the president anyway through his chief of staff um because treasury is the chief of staff and they also treasury also handles um counterfeiting services which as anybody who is in the know about how the government works that means secret service which means the president um so they don't send large amounts of money well the whole FOIA request thing that we had just come out, what was it, last week or a couple weeks ago, um, that I first heard about on Glenn Beck's program. Actually, it wasn't a Glenn Beck's program. I heard about it on uh, um, Pat Unleashed as Jeffy was sitting in, and uh, Glenn Beck came in and sat down um, and was talking about this for a few minutes. So I went back and I watched his special, and I found out that $30 trillion, it was actually to the tune of $32 trillion, was inflated our cash flow system in America. Well, there was money that that went elsewhere. Didn't stay here in America. Didn't bail out the banks in America. Didn't bail out the federal government in America. Okay, there was large sums of cash that went to places like Germany, Italy, Greece, France, Great Britain, that all ranged over 1.1 to 1.8 trillion dollars. So. They have to pay that money into the IMF. And then the IMF is also sending COVID relief funds to America. So this is a laundering scheme here. That screams RICO to me. Right. What say you? Yeah, I, 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 think I, I, can, I think I see a connection on that level. I, I, I do agree. I mean, we've seen uh, suggestions that uh, certain members of, of our government are involved in more than questionable activities so but uh yeah we're we're coming up on the segment time here so you want to talk about the schools now uh seems seeing as how it's uh, uh it's parents that are rising up and we we've already gone into one aspect of the schools with the with the masking mandates it seems reasonable to continue on into the other uh segment which is actually on our paper, it's listed as the third topic, but we can make it the second. And basically what is going on is, and I, we've seen this as a trend across the country as of recent, uh, which is why the school board appealed to the, the, the national level school boards, appealed to the Department of Justice to declare uh, parents who, who uh, protest the school board decisions as domestic terrorists which uh, that hasn't gone anywhere as far as I know. 
But finally, well, the, they they actually tried to retract it recently, from what I understand. Right. But finally, parents in California are finally saying enough is enough. California, which has been basically the birthplace of a lot of this these atrocities that our children are now learning in school. Uh, parents are finally fed up with it. Uh, in, in there is apparently they're either fighting back or leaving California, and the it's a direct result of the sex education curriculum that California teaches, which co- teaches kids uh, how to use sex toys, masturbate, and perform oral sex. Now, I don't know about you. I don't have any school age children, but this is not something that I would want my children learning from their teachers. Yeah, and I mean, I've I've heard uh, I've heard horror stories about it. Um, coming out of California, I have a cousin that lives there, and uh, she's horrified. Uh, that's why she's been thinking about moving back to Ohio. Um, and, and rightfully so. So, I mean, where does the Board of Education get the audacity to think that they can teach our children how to have sex? The the, the purpose of sex education is to obviously teach the difference between boys and girls, but beyond that, to teach the risks of sexual intercourse, such as STDs and whatnot. But it is, but it is not to teach our children how to have sex. Yeah, that's that's one way. The the and and let's let's just face it. This isn't so much about right versus left. This is about conservative values versus secularism. At these days, that's what this is about. And and fortunately for us, we can clearly divide it with political lines with saying right versus left on this, because most people who are on the right are pretty conservative about the the values of of uh, whether it's mor- uh, moral to teach children about sex. Well, let's th- until let's a certain this. age. If somebody taught your child this outside of school, they would probably they they would be arrested. Locked up and anybody, probably put on the sex the offenders parents, yeah, registry. they would be arrested. Exactly, and put on the sex offenders registry. Mm-hmm. So, uh, how the Department of Education or the school board thinks that it, they are justified in teaching these things to children is is absolutely mind-boggling. Well, here's here's a little tidbit of information for you, um, Governor in Wisconsin here. He uh, used to be a superintendent for a pretty large school district. I don't remember exactly where. I think it was either Milwaukee or Green Bay or something like that. But it was a larger school district. Maybe might, might have even been Eau Claire for all I know. I don't know where exactly he's from, and that's my own fault for not knowing. But he used to be a uh, school superintendent, and under his supervision and under his uh and i i completely forgot to switch over to the actual article here um i think that uh yeah there there we go he used to be a a superintendent and under his under his watch several of the teachers in his school um were there was a cover up about several of the teachers in his school that uh, had sex with their students. Right. Well, the, this just shows... Now, now, 
you're 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 talking about cover up, which uh, th- this uh, according to the Epoch Times, uh, this has been going on in the California schools for some time, and parents were completely unaware of it, which suggests that the teachers were instructing the children not to tell their parents about the curriculum. Okay, and we've seen this with other curriculum where 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 parents don't know what's happening, and it was only when the COVID nineteen forced students into online studies that uh, that parents found out because they were able to see on their child's computer what they were teaching. And right. it was through that that they learned of this horrid practice of curriculum that California and many schools across the country uh, have instituted into their curriculum. Yeah, yeah, and that's, I mean... So apparently the that's schools... That's the thing is that Apparently, the schools knew they shouldn't be teaching it if they were telling the kids, don't let mommy and daddy know about these these lessons. Well, see, see, I think that was kind of that kind of thing right there is exactly what the litmus test for being on the school board or being a part of the uh, um, part of the superintendent's office or anything like that is, is that you have to be able to keep things hush hush. Because if this guy Evers was able to cover up the fact that his teachers that he had supervision over were having sex with students that he also had supervision over covered up everything you know threatened the families and all this other crap and then was elected governor and under his watch as governor has slipped in all this CRT and equity and and communist minded BS and I'm sure in some schools has probably even started to slip in this sex ed stuff I don't know for sure, but it would not surprise me one little bit to come from the governor of my state right now. Okay, and and this isn't just happening in California, and I know it's not. It's not just happening in California with the sex ed. It's happening in Ohio, and I don't know if too many people know about it, but when I was down there, um, was about 10 years ago, they were talking about it in schools in Ohio. Right their sex ed classes that there was actual sex ed classes now, that I, weren't just teaching the dangers of having sex without you know without protection and all this other stuff but they were actually teaching some pretty grotesque stuff now so, I, I will say this for I know I've got a few California listeners I would be very interested in pursuing this story in deeper uh, in, in more in more revealing more detail in more detail. That's the word I'm looking for. So, uh, my listeners in California, I'm asking you, please contact me through email uh, at com or contact at therantreloaded.com, and and let me work out a way if you can get a hold of uh, some of these uh, these textbooks and curriculum that the schools are using because I would love to get a hold of these and put them on the air uh, so that people across the nation can be informed on what exactly is being taught. Right, right. And I mean, I'll second that. I don't know if I have any listeners out in California or any of these other states where this is going on, but if you want to contact me through, uh, through Rumble, just leave a comment in the comment section. I'll search you out. And then uh, I'll give you a, a link to my 
my show's private Discord, my show's private Discord, which is uh, called the Mainframe, um, and I'll, I'll get you an invite on there. We can actually discuss it over a video call. So this is something that that both of us want to want to track down because I, I'm a father of three kids. Exactly. You know? I don't what... want I don't want anybody outside of my household teaching my kids about the difference between birds and bees. You know what I mean? Exactly, and this is one of the books, uh, uh, according to, uh, like I said before, Epoch Times, is entitled Sex, Puberty, and All That Stuff, and it is for grades four through six, okay? I mean, um, they, they, they were, the teachers out there in, Cal the, not teachers, but um, parents out there in California, the, this article does state that parents out there in California were successful in getting that removed from the curriculum, but there are other books that were added in in its place. Yes, and these books discuss in detail masturbation, uh, how to achieve sexual pleasure with others, etc. This is not something that a fourth grader needs to be getting taught. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Like, like I'm sorry, but I like for for instance. When when my child, my oldest child, goes through puberty, I know I'm kind of ha we're going to have to have that conversation with her. Okay, right. I probably won't be giving her that conversation. My wife will, but you know that's. I'll be giving her a little bit different conversation. And that different conversation will be, hey, now that you know what's going on with your body here, don't be letting no boys get near you. No matter how much you got a crush on them. You tell them if they want anything from you, they have to wait. That's what it is. Right. But, I mean, and, and this is this is a disturbing trend that has been going on uh, going on in our schools for some time of, of undermining... Secularization. Exactly. Undermining parental control over students uh, at, where the schools become the primary guardian and whatnot. Uh, determine what the kids learn, how they learn it, when they learn it. And this is something that uh, I thank God that the GOP has said enough is enough and are actually fighting for parental rights to be restored in the classroom. I don't know at what point uh, parents gave up their rights to their children in, in schools, but it's time that parents take their, those right, take the, that authority back away from the schools. You know, it, it's it's one of those things. I, I, I compare this a lot to the financial sector stuff that you and I have had recent discussions on. It's not so much that they agreed to give away their rights. It was that, like a thief in the night, they, the school boards came and stole the right. You know, that, that brings up another point that I kind of want to make on the school board stuff, is that, you know, because I, I, I did a lot of fighting with my school board in the last six months mostly over the mask mandates and the, the restrictions and stuff like that. I was a very loud and vocal voice. My, my school board probably cannot wait for the day that they never have to hear my name again. Okay, I can guarantee you right now, I've raised hell with them right. over the mask mandates and vaccine mandates that, are, that, that some people in this, in this state were trying to push through. Um, and I, and I told them, don't you ever be thinking that we're going to allow you to just to, to squeak by with this this mandatory invasive physical that that the the Department of Education in Wisconsin is trying to push into our schools. Like that's not going to be okay. 
And they say, well, even if something like that were to happen, why why would you not be okay with you know us taking your child's health seriously? I'm like, because I've got a family doctor that can do all that stuff, and I trust that family doctor. I don't know your your school nurse from Tom, Dick, or Harry. Okay, I don't know them. They don't like me because every single time I've even looked in their general direction, they give me a little sneer. Yeah, the people at the schools think they own my kids, right. and they don't. Exactly. They forget that I pay their paychecks. So at the end of the day, parents need to start waking up to that little fact, is that yeah. these school boards are not your friend. They are trying to take your kids away from you, exactly. both psychologically and and physically. That's why schools have, have used this tactic of, oh, we don't like what the parents are teaching them at home because it goes against what we're teaching them. So we're going to call CPS on them and say, hey, there might be psychological abuse going on. Well, psychological abuse could be anything. It could be anything. Right. So so honestly, and it's, and it's too nebulous to actually give a true definition to. And I know that just because of what the court defines uh, – as as being psychological abuse they even say it's a really hard thing to detect that means it's also really hard to define that means anybody can define it however they want to and if they got enough sway with the court they can get it rammed through that's what that means so right I, i'm not in the i'm not really in the business of of giving advice on what to do. I like giving people the raw data and, and letting them make up their own damn oh, lines. Of course. But in this particular case, in this, I'm sorry, dude, I, I'll, <laughs> I want to finish this sentence real quick and then Go we can, right I can give it back to you. <laughs> sorry about that. I, I've, I've been pretty bad about that sometimes. Um, but in this particular case, my advice to all you parents out there, pull your kids out. I, I know it's hard. I know it'll be difficult, but pull your kids out of school and put them into a charter school of some sort. Trust me, you will not regret it. It might cost you some money, but you know what? I'd rather I'd rather some money be cost to my bank account than have the futures of my children completely destroyed by these idiot teachers and school boards. Oh, definitely, definitely. Now, I will also put this out there. Uh, you don't have to take our word for anything that we broadcast. We, we broadcast... Uh, the news as we find it, we, we broadcast our opinions on it. Uh, you're free to disagree. You're free to check up on the facts that we give you and verify them. I, chal I challenge people to not take my word for things. Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. Don't take our words for it, people. Go look for yourself. Information's out there. I mean, just look how easily we found it. I'm just a regular average truck driver, and I found this stuff. Uh, and with, with that being said, I'm easily defined. And uh, just so you guys know, we are not getting paid to, to make. To, I'm not getting paid to say this, but a good news source that I found, thanks to thanks to Tim's assistant, is called the Epoch Times on epochtimes.com. Definitely yeah, check it they're, out. They're not a sponsor of ours, but we we do like their newspaper. And, and we highly recommend it there. And, and from what I've seen, that they are not. Uh, they are not a left-wing uh, news. They are not right-wing news. They they basically put the news out there as actual news. Instead of trying to guide right. the narrative, they just go with what is the facts of the news are instead of trying to yeah, create they, facts to their own ends. Yeah, the, and, and a little bit of background on, on the Epoch Times. A lot of people don't know. 
I do because I've actually talked with their editors. I've talked with uh, some of their some of their upper echelon people before I decided that I wanted to use them on my podcast. Um, the some of the founders of of their partner organization NTD News and even some of the founders of Epoch Times themselves, um, they're actually um, they actually came from um, Hong Kong before it was uh, taken over by China. Okay, before it was reabsorbed into the Chinese Communist Party. Right. And the reason why they came over here to the United States and created a news organization was for the purpose of actually speaking the truth because in their homeland they couldn't. They weren't allowed to. And they they had a genuine desire to share the truth with everybody. So that they're they're, they're um, I'm not going to say they're disaffected, but they are definitely renegades from the Chinese Communist Party because they are not liked for their views, right? They they came here to start an actual honest news organization that believes in transparency. And you know? the, the the nice thing is they cover ta- topics from midterm elections to election integrity as well as other mm-hmm. stories that should be of national interest that a lot of the mainstream media chooses to sweep under the carpet because it doesn't, over, yeah. because it doesn't match the narrative that they want people to to hear apparently the narrative dictates their ratings so since they want higher ratings they pick and choose the stories that they want to cover that correspond with the narrative that they want to push right i mean so so yeah this this news source is probably one of the best out there that i've found personally like i mean i listen to a lot of people i listen to ben shapiro i listen to dan bongino i listen to uh, mr clavin and uh, of course i've mentioned uh um i mentioned uh you know the blaze tv and the blaze networks uh on miss gonzalez and and uh the show you are here I, i i watch a lot of those different programs just Spotty. I don't. I'm exactly. Not a, not a of course. Every I, day, but. And I also follow Fox Nation. Uh, very great, great news broadcasting. Like I said, yep. not we're Talk none of, my man. None of these organizations <laughs> or any of the shows sponsor our show. However, that being said, if any of you guys are listening that is associated with Epic Times, Fox Nation, The Blaze, whatever. Hey, we are always looking for sponsors. If you want, contact us. We'll be more than happy to, to to advertise for you on a regular basis. Better yet, any of you people out there who want to sign up to the Epoch Times, they have a section in there to, to say how to say how you heard about them. Put down our podcast. Definitely, Seriously. definitely. And uh, but, uh, however, and I'm go I'm going to go ahead now that we've got the that little caveat out of the way, which that was not <laughs> planned on, but I thought it was worth. No, it mentioning. wasn't. It was completely ad lib. <laughs> it, it was, but I I felt it was worth mentioning because people have a right to know where we're getting our information from. Exactly. So, I mean, we get our information from a lot of different sources. As the last episode we put out, we had several different media outlets all covering the same topics. Exactly. This week was a bit different because we had scheduling issues and such like that. We didn't have the ability to sit down uh, a few days beforehand and actually come up with a game plan like we did last time. So Exactly. So with that being said, and we are running short on time, I am going to push us into the next segment, if you don't mind, unless you've got some. Well, go right ahead. Okay. Uh, this is some controversy, enough, folks. This is some very questionable activity. It's, it's going to be interesting uh, to see 
where it goes now. As some of you may or may not know, uh, in November, the founder and CEO of Twitter, um, I don't have his name on hand. Uh, Jack Dorsey. Dor- Mr. Dorsey uh, resigned or stepped down as the CEO of Twitter. Uh, if you uh, remember, Twitter's been really big on uh, on cons- on censorship of conservatives. Uh, they're the ones who started the whole trend of banning Donald Trump and Trump supporters. Um, they they made an they, their new CEO made an interesting choice. Uh, basically, what happened? There is an organization called the Chalkboard Review. Uh, which basically is part of the board of edu- an organization that supports the board of education and whatnot, uh, and they approached uh, Twitter, uh, asking them to ban or suspend everybody who was anti-critical race theory, meaning anybody who spoke out against critical race. Well, Twitter made an interesting and I'm sure very controversial decision. Instead of banning the people that are anti-CRT, they went ahead and and suspended all four accounts associated with the chalkboard review. Okay. Uh, And just so you know what the chalkboard review is, it's an organization and a website that includes detailed guide to critical race theory and other resources and commentary on education. Uh, So this is uh, an interesting direction. Uh, now, is it going to continue to be a trend with uh, with Twitter that they they uh, start striking down those who seek to silence the opposition, or is it going to be a thing of well, we're going to ban this one just for appearances because it it's it, 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 we're getting a lot of flack on it or what have you? I don't I don't know where this is going to go. It's going to be interesting to see where Twitter goes in the future with this. Uh, now, my co-host here had some thoughts on it of dealing with uh, the the falling stocks, which I believe is the reason behind Twitter replacing their CEO. Uh, but um, yeah, I I I think that there's a lot that might be attributed to that. I mean. I think that 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 the falling prices there was something else that that pre and that uh was a precursor to that i i i don't know exactly what date it was and i don't have the story pulled up or anything as as we can see here i'm i'm uh still on the the parents of california and i don't have myself signed in on the actual story that we were looking at here but there's an interesting point i want to bring up is that some months ago the user agreement for Twitter had language that was included that essentially made Twitter into a publication. Not no longer a social platform, but a publication. A publisher. Which removes their section two thirty. Which I think that's one of the main reasons why their stocks fell. Is because they started losing they started hemorrhaging people from Twitter at that point in time. Exactly. 
which I think is kind of what spurred Jack Dorsey to leave, or he knew about it, saw it coming around the corner and said, hey, I'm not going to be a part of this anymore because I say a lot of things that aren't true, and I can't be a part of this because I can't make this company fall over like that. Well, my, That I, could I, be why he left. I, I think, don't know. I think more likely is that the board of directors actually got together and said, look, you, we don't want you running the company anymore. Even if, though he founded it, the board of directors, if they, if by a collection of them hold more stock in the company than the 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 current CEO ha- holds, they can actually take over the company and appoint a new CEO, which I think is very possible. What happened? That very well could be. I mean, I I can't dispute that in any particular way because that's normally how. CEOs get pushed out um, but I also think he actually sold his his shares I don't think he just was pushed out as CEO I think he doesn't even own anything of the company more I could be wrong um, I uh, but I think that there's some there's some questions to be asked here okay one and I, I put this down in our script and, and all that. We weren't really going to cover it, but I, I think we have to now. One, is this is this an honest attempt by Twitter to say that they're turning over a new leaf? We won't know the answer to that until this. there's one narrow path to show this. And I, I outlined this before we, we started the broadcast tonight. Um there's one clear path forward for Twitter to take if they want to turn over a new leaf. And this is what it is. It's simply, this was the tip of the iceberg. Okay. This whole thing with, with banning this leftist group, you know, it was only four people, but they were the, the chief people of this group. So there won't be anything, any more content posted under this chalkboard review thing. So if they started out with that and they just go after the extreme outliers on both sides, left and right, and that that's who they ban to keep it more moderate, to keep it less extreme, to try to start unifying people again, then yeah, I could easily say that they're trying to turn over a lewd leaf. But it's right. going to be a hard road traveled. I'm not going to believe that they're trying to do that right away unless they put out a consistent record of doing that over several years. Okay? If they don't do it, and this, this was just an outlier, then I'm going to say it's the, the other option that I that I said it was, which is Oh, these these were just a token. Well, these were just a, a, a token. Another banning. another aspect to look at, and uh, we've seen this trend in mainstream media as of late. Uh, unfortunately, mm-hmm. the Biden administration has made such a joke of itself that left wing media has literally been abandoning the Democratic Party. Oh, okay? like rats! And uh, like you have rats. to wonder. If this is also what Twitter is doing, uh, they realize that the Democratic platform is on a sinking ship. It's going down like the Titanic. It's the Titanic, so bro. They're, so, they're, so they're abandoning ship before it completely sinks and trying to connect their, restructure re- themselves uh, on who is appearing to be the winning team. I mean, let's be honest. Our president and vice president have the lowest approval ratings of any president or vice president in history. And so, like I said, the the mainstream media seems to be abandoning the Democratic platform. 
Uh, I'm kind of inclined to think that's what's going on here with Twitter, that they finally realized we're on a sinking ship and we have to swim for shore. What they seem to forget, though, is the Titanic snapped in half before it sank. So, I mean, if if they're, if 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 we want to look at it like this, which is typically how I do, the Democrat Party as a whole is the Titanic. Joe Biden and, and Kamala Harris and even some of their predecessors like Barack Obama slammed that ship at full speed into a freaking iceberg. Okay, and this this last eight years has been the process of it slowly sinking with, with Nancy Pelosi flailing about saying, we need lifeboats, we need lifeboats. What they don't realize is that the whole Democratic Party, the whole DNC, is going to have to sink Well, I in, think, a, in, in a pool of its own making. Yep, and then I, they're going to have to jump off onto lifeboats, go their separate ways for a while, and then maybe restructure later under a more uniform party, one that's not so communist. Hopefully. Exactly. Uh, well, I think, honestly, the Democratic <laughs> Party has pretty much doomed itself. It's drilled holes into its own lifeboat. Mm. So... Uh, they can get on the lifeboats, but there's, the lifeboats are going to sink along with it. Honestly, this whole thing started with Al Gore. And, I mean, that's that's another Easter egg for that podcast down the road because I've got some dirt. For all, for all of you out there, i got a bunch of dirt. See all these tabs up here in the top of the screen? Oh, yeah, there's dirt up there. Dirt I'm not going to get to today. Right, right. So, um, but I, but, yeah, like I said, uh, it's going to be interesting to see if Twitter continues this trend of uh, of either standing against the extreme left who calls for the the blocking and, and suspension of all conservatives, or if they're go if they're going to call things down the middle like they should, or what direction they're going to go with it. It's it's a little bit too early to tell. Uh, I, I hope that I see more responses from Twitter like this one uh, on other issues, but time will tell. Well, there, there's also the last option for what it could be, and I, I know this isn't really a fan favorite, but uh, you know, banning people from being able to speak on social media, that's called cancel culture. You know, It's one of the smallest portions of it. Tiny, tiny portion of it. But yeah, this this also could be one other thing. It's not likely, but you have to give it voice because if you don't, well, then you're selling the idea short. Right. You know. Um. This so this is just an effect of covering all the bases, and this is personally what I think it might actually turn out to be, um, because more credible people than myself have said that this was going to happen, and well, here we go, it's happening. So this this could be the fulfillment of of what they predicted. You know, uh, people like Dan Bongino predicted this one: the snake eating its own tail. They, they've they've gotten rid of as many conservatives as they possibly can without eroding at their actual population base, because they're starting to realize that all these people who are saying negative things about CRT and 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 all that they aren't conservatives. They've never identified as conservatives or they don't say anything particularly conservative. They just don't like their kids being taught that being white is necessarily a bad thing. Right, or that being black automatically makes you a victim. I'm sorry if I... uh, Here's the thing I have, and I've said this before, the biggest problem I have with CRT is it only teaches two things. It teaches victimization of one race based on skin color, and it teaches uh, 
it, it teaches, teaches being the victimizer of the other skin tone. That is racism mm -hmm. in and of mm -hmm. itself. It's called critical so, race theory, supposed to be standing up against racism and empowering black, the my, minority communities. But the thing is, it teaches the minority communities that they are nothing more than victims. So what happens? The kids grow up with a victim complex. It grows up. They grow they up, grow up uh, hating everybody else who's not their color. Exactly. And same thing with whites. Oh, you're white, so you're always going to be an oppressor. Even if you support black, uh, the minorities you're still an oppressor so they wind up with a complex of their own so i mean so this is this is this is contraintuitive of establishing a unified society and this is what right. this it's, is what it's the, a dividing factor exactly and this is what the left has, uh, and democrat party has done since the foundation of this nation is dividing well they weren't around and, back then uh, they were, well, they, you know what I mean, since before, since as far back as I can remember, that they're, they're yeah, so there were, focused. There were Democratic Republicans and there were Federalists. And, but, the, the exactly, beginning. but there were, their per, the Democratic Party's purpose has always been to separate according to class. They were the ones who fought to maintain slavery in the United States. They were the ones who fought to maintain indentured servitude in the United States. They were the ones who fought to keep the minority communities from being allowed to vote. They were the ones who fought right. to keep women from being allowed to vote. It's always they been... They were the ones who fought to keep it so that way uh, black people couldn't, uh, couldn't have a seat on the bus. Exactly. Uh, matter of fact, because of their uh, regulations back in the day... Okay, uh, I don't. I personally donate plasma. I don't know how many people out there do, but the doctor that created the way to uh, separate blood and plasma, uh, plasma being something very well used in the hospitals to save lives, uh, develop, he developed the way to separate it. Uh, one day he was in a car accident, taken to the hospital. He could not get treatment from his own invention, and why? Because the hospital was a whites-only hospital. Okay, this is something mm -hmm. that the Democrats push. Mm -hmm. So, I mean... Segregation. I mean, it's what it is. Segregation. Exactly. But here's, here's the thing. Let me, let, me ask you, let me ask you a pointed question here, and I know what your answer is going to be because it's kind of obvious, and I'm going to make it pretty much a softball question, but it's, it's, it's the best example in the world, best comparison in the world for this. CRT, you take all the tenets of the CRT, and then you flip it over to being instead of whites being the bad people and they're the good people and blacks being the good people um, be, uh, that that were the good people under CRT are now the back, uh, bad people. What 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 would that be called? What would that be called? That's not CRT anymore. That's called Nazism. Exactly. That's exactly. called KKK. And, and we see this from the left constantly. Anything that that is not what they classify as progressive, which is, again, just separating people into classes and keeping us at each other's throats so we don't see what they're doing behind the scenes. Okay. It's intersectionality. But, it's, it's quite literally communism. And I, I brought this up a lot of times that the left is constantly accusing the right of being Nazis, uh, uh, xenophobic, et cetera, et cetera. 
And the truth is, if you look at what the Democrats are doing, these are books that are taken, these are plays that are taken right out of the Marxist Hitler handbook. Mm-hmm. So, my question to you, dear people, is which side is actually engaging in practices that uh, that depict itself as being Nazi? Right. And I mean, that... I wasn't going to say anything about this, but this whole conversation now is kind of making it come right to the forefront of my mind. I was, uh, was at a meeting, I'm not going to say of which kind, um, this week. Uh, it was an all-day kind of thing. Um, so anybody who watches this and they know what I was up to this week, they know exactly what kind of me- what 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 meeting this was. Um, yeah, I saw some very disturbing things, some CRT-related things. Right. And and I I say that because of the word and everybody would say, oh, that's that's just a reach. No, no, it's not. I mean, heck, it even goes into the meatiness of what I've got sitting up there on the the web page. The web page is up there that I'm not touching this uh, this particular episode. But um, t- they talk about inequalities in the work workplace. But when I was reading along with some of the wording, it said inequity, not inequality. Right. So we we know that they were switching up the words to try to confuse everybody because the guy purposely purposely showed that page and then skipped off of it as quickly as he could hmm. as quickly as he could didn't give you time to read all of it right so that to me is a problem that this this meeting happened and that was a required meeting for me I had to be there but it's really relatively disturbing to me that I'm starting to see CRT in, right. in these kinds of meetings right and in this kind of atmosphere being taught on my level of things yeah that being that, pushed on my level of things yeah that is a bit bothersome um yeah. I don't I don't mean to cut you off here but we do only have a couple of minutes left uh, and yeah. I definitely yeah. want to get our final thoughts in um, as for me my final thought is just keep keep following what's going on um but i also want to bring up in this totally off script i hope you don't mind tim but something that Rand paul said that i think rings entirely true and it's actually hurt us in the past each each election we assume that uh we we believe that we are going to get a red wave across this nation and as what happens here is that we overestimate ourselves we underestimate the opposition or the Democratic side, and Republicans don't turn out to vote in numbers that they need to in order to keep or get Republicans into office. So when November midterms come around, I, I, I want to caution you. Get your just, butts out and vote, people. Exactly. I want to caution you not to just assume it's going to happen, because without each and every one of our votes, it's not going to happen. And... Honestly, the trend that I'm seeing right now, if we lose the if the Republicans lose the midterms, it's the voters fault because we didn't we didn't get the turnout because we just assumed, oh, our numbers are high enough. I don't need to go vote. You need to go vote no matter how high you think the numbers are. And here here's the other thing that uh, Mr. Troy over here thinks of me as being a bit of a, an optimist. 
right? And, and don't say that you don't, buddy. I know you do. We've had those conversations. Yes, I know. You you look at me as being an optimist, but I'm going to tell you something right now that will probably blow your mind if you really think I'm an optimist. We don't win this election. Say goodbye to the United States. Oh, we will. Uh, we don't win this election, and uh, this nation as we know it, as we recognize it, will cease to exist. It, it won't be the United States of America. It'll probably be the American Empire because we'll go fascist. Probably. That's, that's Pro- exactly what's going to happen. That's how we're headed. I I definitely see that. So uh, we're down to our last few seconds. Your final thoughts, Tim? That was my final thought, bro. Okay, that was your final thought. Definitely. Uh, And with that being said, I just want to encourage everybody that's listening listening on the Rant Reloaded or listening on uh, Eternal Truth. I can't pronounce it in Latin. I'm sorry. Uh, But... (laughs) Click those like buttons. Hit the hit hit the follow buttons. Hit the boxing uh, glove. Definitely or the cl- plus sign, depending on your your method of watching it. If you can hit, please hit the donate. If if I don't know if Eternal Truth has it, I know the Rant Reloaded does. Hit the donation button, even if it's a dollar, even if it's fifty cents. Hit that donation button because those donations allow us to keep our equipment maintained to where we can continue our broadcast. It allows allows us. To maintain our website memberships uh, and whatnot. So, uh, as far as mine, as far as my podcast is concerned, right now, I'm completely organic. It's all about the the likes and shares within the community of Rumble and and everywhere else that it's able to be shared. So, um, I mean, the we, best thing you can do for me right now, until I can get a donation button put up someplace, is just to like it, share it with as many people as possible. Now we did not get we did not get into doing these broadcasts for money, but unfortunately, it. Uh, I know for uh, for me, I'm on a limited income. Tim's a seasonal right worker. Right now, I'm on a zero income right now. Exactly, Tim's a seasonal worker, and it does cost us money to maintain this show. So we're, we are reaching out to the public, and we're asking for your assistance. Uh, beyond that, you can contact us either on uh, through Eternal Truth uh, uh, on Rumble or Just Timothy Fowdy at, uh, on Rumble. That's all it is. Or the you or go to the rantreload.com, click the button that says contact us and send us an email to contact at the rantreloaded.com. We'd love to hear from you. Whether you agree with what we say on a, on a podcast or not, we'd still love to hear from you. If you disagree with us, give us the reason you disagree with us. Give us some constructive criticism. We'll probably put invite you onto the show and put you in the hot Absolutely. seat to support your position and while we defend ours. So absolutely. Uh, I will take any kind of feedback and I would especially love to have someone actually in my studio here, technically my my office with my beautiful backdrop back here. Yeah. I'd I'd love to have an interview in, in my office. So anybody from around here and in, in, in the parts of the country that I'm in wants to come in and have a have a half an hour long chat with us, hey, welcome to it, bro. I will give you fair warning. Me and Tim are both two people that love to debate. So, oh, you should hear our our private debates. I'm telling you, they get heated. Yes, believe it or not, me and Tim do not agree on everything. So uh, <laughs> we agree on a lot of things, but there's a lot of things that we have very profound differences of opinion on. So, yeah, you can say that again. But until next time, people, you have a good night. Stay safe. Have a happy weekend. 
God bless, uh, God bless you, and God bless America. And this is a rant reloaded, saying if today's political climate isn't pissing you off, then you are simply not paying attention. Thank you, and good night. Good night.